Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Skorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is November 9th by Colleen Hoover. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. The author of November 9th, Colleen Hoover, lives in Texas with her husband and their three boys. She is the number one New York Times bestselling author of 11 novels and five novellas. Her novels fall into the new adult and young adult categories. Hoover published her first novel, Slammed, in January 2012. Since then, all of her full-length novels have become New York Times bestsellers. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Fallon meets Ben, an aspiring novelist, the day before her scheduled cross-country move. Their untimely attraction leads them to spend Fallon's last day in L.A. together, and her eventful life becomes the creative inspiration Ben has always sought for his novel. Over time, and amidst the various relationships and tribulations of their own separate lives, they continue to meet on the same date every year, until one day Fallon becomes unsure if Ben has been telling her the truth or fabricating a perfect reality for the sake of the ultimate plot twist. Can Ben's relationship with Fallon, and simultaneously his novel, be considered a love story if it ends in heartbreak? Beloved number one New York Times bestselling author Colleen Hoover returns with an unforgettable love story between a writer and his unexpected muse. Without further ado, let's get into it. Can I just say, I like a short blurb. It was, it's very sweet and short. Yep, I love a short blurb because it tells me just enough for me to go, mm, that sounds kind of interesting. Yes. But do you feel like the blurb even really captures the book? Because when I met, when we met Ben... I wasn't thinking, oh, he's a novelist looking for a story. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think the plot twist was very crucial to the story. And I think they intentionally kind of left, like, the core of the story out of mm-hmm. the blurb, you know? Because, That's like, uh, yeah. So I think it gave, like, I do think it gave, like, just enough. And, like, after reading the book, it's like, oh, well, it's, like, so much more than that, you know? Yeah. I agree. So, this was your first Colleen Hoover novel. Yes, it was. And I think you had described, like, there's something, like, crack in her books. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you just cannot put them down. I did read this in one sitting. I could not stop. Um which is I, funny because in the beginning you texted me and you were like, I don't know if I like the premise. I don't know, like this. Yeah. I think, well, no. Okay. So I thought, I feel like during my Wattpad days, I had probably read a similar story. And yeah. it had <laughs> similar writing style, I guess. Like I was like not for, like overly impressed right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I could not stop. And, like, I don't need to be overly impressed by something. Like, I've read beautiful, poetic writing before. Yeah. You know? Like, there are some books that are just, like, this is phenomenal. I'm, like, in awe by these words. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, this, I'm, like, I have to know what happens next. And, like, yeah. that was kind of what, like, what drove me through this book. 
That's very much Coho's thing too. Like yeah. Colleen Hoover is I'm I don't know why her brain comes up with these amazing stories that you can't put down, <laughs> but it does. So yeah. good for her for making bank and popping one out like every year, twice a year, whatever she yeah. does. Because like you said, I, I you know, I never thought the writing was particularly beautiful. Some parts are. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. But at its core, Colleen Hoover can write the damn story. Like, yes. she just absolutely hits it out of the park with every book I've read of hers. I know I've only read two. But the idea is – everybody talks yeah. about it like this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she is famous for a reason. <laughs> right. Um, prior to us reading this, neither of us owned the book. So, like, I got November 9 for the sake of this episode – because it's November 9. I mean, not currently. Mm-hmm. But when we post this vi- this episode, it will be. <laughs> um, um, but what do you think of the old cover versus the new cover? I don't know what the old cover, cover looks like. It looks like it's like white and the 9 looks like it's wooden. Oh. Like orangey pink. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I like this cover. I do too. I don't think what like has anything to do with the plot, like the pink. She and usually the does make that a thing. Like in it ends with us. There's lilies on the cover, and the main co- main character's name is Lily. So things like this. What's with the powder, the pink thing? Then? Mm, my brain's working real hard now. I I don't like. There doesn't have to be. I. It just seems like I know, Random. like they made a new cover and doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the plot. I get you. I wish it would have been like fire. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so obvious. But that she tells in the beginning that she was. Burned. I know. I know. That's okay. Yeah. But um, okay. So one thing I want to address right off the bat, I think yeah. I I got a slightly ick feeling. Mm-hmm. when they started out as 18 and I was like I just pictured them being older adults like at this point I'm 23 mm-hmm. and it ended when they were 23 yeah but it just I don't know why I was picturing them like just for, I guess from the blurb of the back of the book I was picturing them mm. to start out older okay see that's why I don't read blurbs <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I definitely felt like this felt new adult like and I was like okay that's interesting that she's one 18 moving to New York City relatable right. uh, <laughs> been there um and you know has a hard time with family stuff and mm-hmm. whatever I was like okay that sounds like a, a teenager decision that's fair I think I it just seemed like the maturity levels of two people and then, like, deciding to meet again next year, not talking. Um, and I do – okay, okay. I'm going to backtrack. Okay. Yeah. So the whole idea of she's not allowed to be with – like, she's like, I'm not going to fall in love with anyone until I'm 23 because I'm not going to make decisions for someone else. Like, my brain – this is the time where I have to be free and alone and I have mm-hmm. to love myself Because I don't want to be making decisions, like, with other people in mind. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. 
Me too. I really, really... Which like, is funny because both of us <laughs> were yes. in strong relationships prior yes. to being 23. <laughs> yes. But I also maintained, I think, that energy of I will still make decisions for myself because I am very young. I did move across the country and <laughs> was like, we'll do a long distance relationship if you're down, but I'm doing this um, because this is what I need. Right. Um, so I, and like, I think I, like, it just kind of got me thinking about like, I guess that is if you can't be in a relationship and still make decisions for yourself mm-hmm. in that sense, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. I, I think. And so, I guess, so it was good that Fallon was, like, I, she probably had, maybe she didn't have that necess- that specific insight on, like, this is why, like, I don't know if I could make decisions purely for myself mm-hmm. if I was with someone else. And she was just following her mom's advice because she's, like, my mom's just always right. Yeah. But I've been thinking a lot about that, about the idea of, <gasps> oh, God, <gasps> fucking damn it. I didn't know we have a third guest with us today. Please ignore. I'm sorry. Oh, dogs, shut up, please. <laughs> he also um, read the book. He wants uh, to give his opinion as well. His or hers, theirs, whatever. Theirs, whatever. Yeah. Um, they bark at everything. Well, they're dogs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've just personally been thinking a lot about being in a relationship, especially being so young, mm-hmm. and, like, prioritizing, I guess, your life over, like, I, it's a fine line to walk between, like, okay, are you going to ignore this, like, feeling of, oh, this is different, this is, mm-hmm. this could be something really fucking special, just because of your age, you know, because like she did that. She did that multiple times where she Fallon like walked away and was like, no, like just because it's special doesn't mean we have to do this like right now. Mm-hmm. And but then it's like, OK, you're maintaining this rule, but you're like like finding the balance between following rules versus like following your gut. Mm-hmm. I think I like that aspect of the story the most mm-hmm. like I love a good romance right don't get me wrong right but I loved that Fallon from the get-go was very much like I know that I want to go to New York and try this mm-hmm. I've only known this guy for 10 minutes <laughs> essentially right. right why would I let that affect this and I'm very much a fan of like if it's meant to be it'll be you know mm-hmm. And I think that that's another thing that this book proved. I think mm-hmm. it was super fun, the idea that, like, the premise that they meet up again every year on the same day and just for that day. Right. I thought that was exciting. And also, that's something very much I think 18-year-olds would do. Maybe not the without contact at all kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> but definitely being like, let's do this exact same thing next year and, and just see. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what happens in a year and it could have ended after one year, you know? Yeah. But I think that 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 aspect of they were both maintaining their independence, even though, like, 
obviously Ben didn't really want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and Fallon didn't really want to either. But she wanted to find her own way, and mm-hmm. I like that she stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Because they I- could have absolutely broken the rule and just started dating. Right. Especially is, after she moved back to L.A. Yeah. And I think they were going to, once she yeah. moved back to L.A., I think they were going yeah. to until it obviously blew up. Um, yeah, fucking Ben. Yeah, fucking Ben. Fucking Ben. Um, what, what did you think about the book being, like, really self-aware? Like, Coho puts a bunch of shit in there about, like, romance novels and the alpha male and then, like, the certain things said during, like, <laughs> smutty sex. scenes in books <laughs> and... I just, like, I think I put a little tab every time she did it, and it was Mm -hmm. just so funny to me. I thought that was really funny. And then I love the part where, like, because I've definitely had that, my, like, I think I talked about that in the last episode of, like, I enjoyed reading it, but Mm -hmm. if someone were to do that to me in person, I'd just be like, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) And Fallon said that because she loves her romance novels. Yeah. And... And he, like, read them, and Ben read them for her, and he was like, this is not me. And she's like, I know, I know it's not you. I don't want it to be you. Like, I like you, but it is, yeah. But I loved, oh, I actually, okay, so I'm not sure how much I loved the fact that, like, when they did finally have sex, she was like, oh, I get it now. I would want him to say those things. I would want him to do those things. Yeah. I think I think that might be, like, a case-by-case case thing. Fair. Because, like, I mean, in the right circumstances, right? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, one that really got me was when they were at the club and in the coat closet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or the, the supply closet. Uh-huh. And he drops the line. Like, I'm not going to say it because I'm comfy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he drops the line. And I just, I absolutely cackled. Because yeah. I was like, that is so funny. Yeah. I love, like, I love when a book purposefully gives you, like, a crumb mm-hmm. of a of foreshadowing, almost. But yeah. in a way where you're like, oh, that's that's funny. That's comedy right there. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. Um, okay. I want to address my own, I feel like slight ickiness I felt with just the constant like I understand okay so Fallon obviously was burned had a lot of scars yeah lost a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. through that and just did not feel beautiful obviously she had her dad to partially thank for that um her dad was not very supportive Mm -hmm. in that sense um we can all relate to that. Yeah. Or some of us. <laughs> At least. Um, your body changes and then the comments change and yeah. that's difficult. Um, I don't I, – because I think for me personally, I've been working so hard on like I will not find my confidence outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to – value myself because uh, someone else is reassuring me Mm -hmm. and that was just like constantly happening and like so like I was trying to find the balance between like okay well like yeah she she does kind of need outside validation right now Mm -hmm. because I mean that's just anyone needs something different that's what she needs but like it just it felt 
like I think it just struck a personal chord for me <laughs> because I was like no like you have to find that like then you're be dependent on like someone else is responsible for your own like how you feel about yourself and I I don't know I so I think I just I wanted to address that because like there that is a really fine line to walk because ob- like she went through something traumatic and Ben was helping her feel beautiful like there's like there's something to be said about someone helping you feel beautiful but like I I guess maybe it just comes down to me wishing like she was just this badass like yeah I'm I'm amazing but like that's unrealistic too so I don't I don't know I don't know I think I that didn't bug me as much because I think that Ben's Ben being the person who's pretty much the only person telling her that she's beautiful and like this is what your scars look like and things like this considering that they weren't actually together very long in the book you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that that little push did more for her character to develop yeah over time and also she was 18 which (laughs) right I recall being an 18 year old girl right (laughs) like (laughs) Uh, confidence is not your strong suit at that I, time. I think I'm projecting is what's happening. <laughs> but I think but that but I, I think that's fine because by the time she is 22, she's not necessarily dependent on Ben telling her she's beautiful anymore. Right. She has acknowledged that she's got confidence now and she's way less insecure than she used to be. She wears her hair up mm-hmm. ca- very casually at the end of the book uh, Even- and things like this. Even after this, like the second time they meet, she had cut her hair and she's wearing a short sleeve shirt. So like that transition did happen. I think also it really did take over time her developing as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think because we only saw November 9th, Mm -hmm. we didn't see like all the personal time that she took to reflect. You get me? Right. Because there was obviously growth between those times, but we didn't get to see all of it. So I think that Ben definitely, like, I was going to say, like, struck the match, but that's a little too, (laughs) that's a little too on the nose, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But in more than one way, I guess, Ben struck the match for uh, her growth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. How, one other thing that I just, like, I considered quite a bit she never had sex with anyone else Mm -hmm. she only ever was with him Mm -hmm. and I I know I guess like I think part of the character growth like everyone to each their own to eat absolutely if you I've only let's we don't have to get into that but um I think part of her growth, like, obviously they fell in love, but it was, at some point she was like, I want you to be my first and I want you to be my only, mm-hmm. like, ever. And I felt like part of the growth, like, even through the end, it was like there was still someone else, like, the guy at the club who ended up saying shitty things to her. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if she had had the chance where someone else did give her the time of day mm-hmm. and treated her well, and then she had to actually, like, choose. Be- like, I-, I know her connection with Ben was, like, 
just unreal and they were meant to be if it's meant to be it will be all that but if if someone like she had gained that confidence and then other people did start giving her attention and did start treating her like an a normal person and it wasn't just Ben and then she had to like consider because like it's still kind of not like by default but ultimately Ben was the only one who did treat her well enough and I would I think I would have liked to have seen like she was like yeah I did I have actually had good experiences with other guys yeah I, I, no, I agree. I agree with that. I think there is something to be said about, like, her... Can you hear my cat scratching his litter box? No. <laughs> okay, good. Um, he's doing it quite loudly. <laughs> I think there is something to be said about her feeling that type of way only with Ben, though. Yeah. Like, on on the, like, soulmate scale, right? Right. There is something to be said about... Because she had dated guys. Mm-hmm. She just, like, when... Didn't she say at one point, like, when one of the guys wanted to get physical or something, she would, like, stop it because she didn't want that. Right. So I I think I, I agree that I also would have liked to have seen her branch out maybe a little bit in between. But also, I think on a soulmate level, I'm glad she, she didn't. didn't want to. Because yeah. that's why I got mad at Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was still sleeping with people and going on dates, and then he starts dating Jordan, I, which I fucking hated. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen because that that shit happens when as soon as she they decided like as soon as she said or like Ben said you'll stay here and you're gonna raise the baby in the home you intended for him. Mm-hmm. I was like they are getting together. Yeah, I knew. I didn't immediately. See it I didn't. I, I think there was a part of me that was like, he's so in love with Fallon. Why would he ever not think about Fallon? <laughs> yeah. No, that shit I happens. Naive. I don't I don't know if I've seen it in other movies or in books or I, I definitely seen that trope before. It's a it's a big telenovela trope too. Yeah. Because well it's like grief does bind people and then when yeah. you bring a kid into it, like that like you kind of can mistake those feelings for love and for yeah. attraction when you're like you're really leaning on each other. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> I totally understand. The love you have for this person who's now gone gets put in the other person who's lo- like feeling that loss. Mm-hmm. And so I <laughs> um okay. This Deep is the breath. pet episode. That's fine. I know. Yeah. Stop! <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I knew that was coming, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna hurt like a bitch." And I, uh, I don't know if I necessarily thought they would still be together by the time the next meeting came around, and so that was painful. Yeah, oh my but God, I was that like, was painful. I, I thought he was maybe just gonna have to tell her we slept together. Me and Jordan slept together or something. Right. But I felt Fallon's heartbreak in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on to discuss the rest of November 9th, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, so we've kind of talked character and character growth mm-hmm. so far. Uh, I will say I think I've discovered something about myself. Okay. I think it gives me the ick when any man in a book uses baby as a word. <laughs> I, I noticed that he said that. And it, then, the uh, second he said it, ick. Yeah. Like, I loved Ben, and then immediately, ick. <laughs> yep. And I think I'm sensing a trend. Yeah. Because I hated that, and it happens one summer, or it happened one summer as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is my ick. Mm-hmm. Which oh. is crazy, because my boyfriend and I call each other baby all the time. <laughs> yeah. But it just, oh, I was like, oh, no, Ben lost me. There was also another moment. We're going to go through icks real quick. Okay. Um, there was also another moment that icked me. Mm-hmm. And it was when... So I think Colleen Hoover does a good job at making you guess, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on. Because in the beginning, we know that Ben didn't go home the night that he, like, from the morning that he met Fallon for the first time. And so, but we never get an answer until later in the book, right? Mm -hmm. And then also when Kyle punches Ben. We don't know why. We don't know why until way later in the book. Mm-hmm. So you wonder, right? I was like, I wonder if he's like using drugs or I wonder if he's like an alcoholic or I wonder if he's like fighting people or, you know. I felt like I I think, I don't know why. I thought it had something to do with his mom's death because there was also the mystery surrounding his mom's death. And so I felt like there was like in some way he caused it on accident even that's what i was kind of thinking okay i didn't know but then about halfway into the book when fallon is leaving yeah when fallon is leaving um before him and jordan get together like that that november 9th that was so sad um and he says, I've never wanted to use physical force on a girl before, but I want to push her to the ground and hold her there until the cab drives away. <gasps> I was like, that's a really weird way of saying I wish she would stay. Yeah. <laughs> like, so then I was like, oh, no. What is this ick yeah. that is coming over me? Because what is going on? I don't like that. Yeah, I did not like that. So then I was like, oh, no. What if he's, like, abusive? And this is what we're getting and Fallon doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And I know enough spoilers. You read It Ends With Us, right? Yeah. So I, I do know enough spoilers. Is that somewhat like you thought maybe it would go that direction? Yeah, kind of. Because of, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Further, right? Uh-huh. The plot twist. Do you know what it reminded me of right off the bat? What? Evelyn Hugo. True. Absolutely true. The yeah. truest sentence you've ever spoken. Yes. I was like, okay, because I, I'm not sure, honestly, if I love this, like, there's a secret, but I'm never going to tell her, or like, I can't tell her what it is yet. I Mm -hmm. don't know if I like that. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I was trying to be gentle. I don't like it. Um, But 
the whole and then it was similar to like Evelyn Hugo sought out whatever her name is. Fuck. Monique. It's been Monique. It's been a long time since I read that book. Mm-hmm. But sought let's her not out. let's not spoil Evelyn Hugo though in an episode that's not uh, about Evelyn Hugo. God damn it, you're right. Okay. Yeah. But um Yeah. So I mean, well now it's kind of spoiling it. No, there's just something going on. There's a okay. secret. Okay. Well that will be revealed in that book. In the same way that there was a secret that was revealed in this book. <laughs> there okay. was something being omitted is, is yes. as far as I'll go. And that omission uh, is a big thing in a plot but, twist. Okay. Omission is one thing, but also like for me, like the personal connection to a yeah. tragedy like that and then coming back and being involved in the life without telling them what their connection is. Yeah. It made me not like Ben. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like the point is they get back together after she reads the story. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, I guess. But <laughs> but I didn't like that because that that was a big deal. And I know oh, yeah. that he was like making her feel some type of way and overall like he was good for her growth as a human, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got all that. But then and I like persistence to an extent. I think we also right. talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. Like pushing a little too far is not fun. Right. Right. So I think that I mean she gets a she gets a restraining order against him. Yeah. And he still shows up at her house with the manuscript because she didn't read it the rest of it that day. Right. And like I think that's the reason that she had a restraining order against him. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it just wasn't my thing and I think it did kind of ruin the romance for me yeah um I I I think I was slightly frustrated with Fallon like I understand her ah like okay it's not the miscommunication trope but it's the I'm not listening I like I Uh don't want to give you the time I don't want to give you the time of day and listen to your explanation yep it's the cold shoulder. Yes. I didn't like it. Like I would have preferred. I mean, obviously this wasn't part of the story. It wasn't like that wouldn't have gotten to the point where the story needed to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was like, just sit and listen to what he has to say. You already read through his manuscript or like found out this information. Listen what he had to say and then leave. Yeah, I agree. That was I frustrating. Think that, I think that's part of their whole maturing until they're 23 thing though. Yeah, that's true. I think that could be, like, part part of that. But also, I kind of understand her leaving because, at, I mean, she reads that this is the guy who set her house on fire, right? right. Her dad's house mm-hmm. on fire. And then he's blocking the door for her to leave. Right. I would also. And technically, she doesn't know him very. Like, she knows him yeah. but for, like, four days. Right. The past five years with no other contact. So even if she feels he's a good person and stuff, you're at that level where you're like, oh, okay, well, this took a turn, mm-hmm. and now I'm locked in his house. So I kind of understand her, like, leaving. Right. I think that also lent itself to, like, for me to think that Ben was maybe abusive or something. Mm-hmm. Because arson's, you know, arson. But um, also the fact that he, like, because I get it. He wanted to explain but if you wanted to explain, I think the time to have done that was not four years later. <laughs> true. That's true. 
I, yeah, I think I don't like the maturing aspect of books. Like for me, it's <laughs> just, I don't have that patience and I'm really, I get You want really... them to be mature? <laughs> yes. It's okay. frustrating. Like, I don't want to have to be like, okay, well, yeah, they're only 17 or 18 or 19 or whatever. So like that's fitting behavior for a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, this is very grown up. I don't, but then I guess, so I, I guess it's just a personal preference for me because I understand that that's a good, like that's good writing too. And I think I just don't like having to sit through people maturing. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have wanted to sit through watching me mature. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. Um, I think the Ben's mom thing because obviously the whole time we're waiting to figure out what happened to his parents too. Right. Um, and we know his mom's dead in the right. beginning. So I was also, uh, you know, waiting for a shoe to drop in that way. Mm-hmm. And also Coho always has like a big shit hits the fan moment, you know? Okay. It, that's her thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I think I was waiting for it mm-hmm. and – I think when we learn about his mother's death, I think this was kind of a rough book for me. I think just like time wise, there, there's been a lot of loss in my family lately. Yeah. Uh, so when Kyle dies and then we learned about his mother's death and all this kind of stuff, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Like the, all the stuff <laughs> about Kyle's death specifically, I was like, and babies and you know, yeah. there's a lot of overlap right now. So I think that was kind of hard for me. Mm-hmm. And you and I both are very sensitive to, you know, mental illness and suicide yeah. and things like that. So that also was hard. Okay, very, very strong trigger warning right here. But oh, like yeah. talking about suicide. <laughs> but also, like I understand Ben's mom's decision. I don't like how she did it. I don't like how she did it at all. She could have just taken pills. Like, I like I'm not trying to be insensitive. What... No. But your, you know, your youngest son is going to be the person who finds you. She wrote it in the fucking note, right? And she blew and she out blew her, face. her brains out. Yeah, yeah, and died in a puddle of her own blood all over her bedroom floor before he could get home. Like, and okay. I just think like that is scarring. Yeah, I really hope Ben got therapy. That's what I. That's all. Holy I have to say. shit! Like that was but, scarring. Yeah. I, why couldn't she just be a part of the statistic where women tend to choose? mess or like less messy ways to kill themselves because they consider the repercussions of their death and like, the thing is she she considered she knew she, she wrote left it on the paper card. yeah she left the card yeah. to clean it up Dude. and no because that is a really significant statistic in yeah. like like she i women tend to swallow pills because it is a less ugly less messy way to do it mm-hmm. and I so I don't know I don't think her blowing her brains out was pertinent to the plot yeah and I think that was unnecessary and I think like obviously in no way are we trying to be insensitive by the way by saying like blowing their blowing her brains out or things like this it is the yeah. that is the level of tragedy that Ben had to experience right like that is the reality of what he had to see 
Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's not something, how old is he? Like, 16, 15, 16? 16, yeah. That's not something a 16-year-old, nor anybody, really, should have to see, for, first of all, from their parents. Right. And I think, wow, man, it was just tough. I think also, like, through the letter we learned that she was kind of in, She it wasn't this, like, moment of passion where, like, because initially he thought it was because of Fallon's dad, right? Yeah. And she was like of sound mind. Like Mm -hmm. she just had a terminal cancer like diagnosis. And she was like, okay, I like this is like she had been thinking about it. And somehow she came to that conclusion. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe one can argue that nobody who does that is of sound mind. But like, ultimately, I do think she was like in full control and like, I understand that decision. Like, it's the same decision Robin Williams made, mm-hmm. who obviously suffered from mental illnesses as well. But it was, like, us- like that – the diagnosis of, like, this is – this you have this thing that's going to kill you can push someone to that decision, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So, like, it was just, like, extra, like, wait, what the fuck? Because – she could have done it in so many different ways. Yeah. And like she chose the most traumatic way. Yeah. For her son. And then like, you know, Kyle and everybody is saying like she was a great mother. She like don't disrespect her and da 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 da. da. And and I also understand and I understand yeah. the repercussions of disrespecting the dead, right? Right. But I just felt like, okay, but how great of a mother is it to leave your 16-year-old son to find you like that? And he knew that, like, he, and that's, like, Ben was angry. And so, like, he yeah. got, like, he deserved to feel that anger. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. he had every right to feel that anger. I just felt like that, to, that, like, hurt me Yeah, for the story. I think, like, it was great up until we started finding out, like, all the shit hitting the fan. Yeah. And then well, it started to turn me off. That's and which kind of, I couldn't put it down. I'm not saying it like maybe not want to read it anymore, but it did like, you know, having the biggest omission ever from Fallon did make me love their love less, you know, and yeah. Ben's mother, like we're supposed to feel sad for her, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I felt angry, I think, yeah. but like in a way that that is a selfish anger. Right. I, and I know that realistically. But and then also felt bad like for Ben like no wonder he's kind of fucked up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm realizing? I think those yeah. those like plot decisions and things take me so far out of the book, and I just get frustrated mm-hmm. with the author, where I'm just like mm-hmm. I like I disconnect or I dissociate from the story. Um, right. And I just, I'm like, I'm angry at the person who wrote this. And why did they choose to write it like this? Yeah. So, it, like, it kind of, like, it pushes me so far out of the story when, like, initially I'm so into it and I'm, like, I can't put it down. And I'm so deep in with these characters. And then, and I think authors, like, the whole point is you, that's what you want from your audience. But then it gets to a point where, like... I don't, for me, at least, I think maybe my maybe it's a coping mechanism. I don't know, <laughs> but it like it pushes me out, and then I like I distance myself from the characters, and I'm like I don't like this plot decision. It becomes less of like I feel bad, like I feel for this character, and I feel with this character, and it just becomes more of like why did they write 
it like this. I agree with you. Not, I'm not, again, I'm not going to like spoil Evelyn Hugo, but yeah, I didn't like Evelyn Hugo for a bunch of reasons as much mm-hmm. as everybody else liked it. But I right. think one of them was because I didn't like Evelyn for her omissions mm-hmm. and like in general, kind of like you make me like this character kind of for the majority of a story. And then you give me the truth about her and you expect me to still like the story. And I don't. <laughs> Maybe that's because I see things kind of black and white sometimes. I don't know. But I kind of had that feeling here where I was really enjoying the story. And then this plot twist just turned me off. Yeah. And I know it's kind of supposed to have that effect. It says in the back of the book, right? That like, uh, can Ben relationship with Fallon and simultaneously his novel be considered a love story if it ends in heartbreak. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I think from what I've gathered about Colleen Hoover, I think most of her novels have this, like, I mean, I know another title of her book is Ugly Love, but, like, the idea Mm -hmm. of ugly love. Yeah. And, like, loving someone through all of the shit Mm-hmm. And because you're just soulmates or there's just that connection mm-hmm. and you do it and you stay because of that feeling, even though there's all the other ugliness. Right. I want you to read It Ends With Us because I think that the key difference between like, you know, besides the whole fucking story, right? Between these <laughs> two books is in It Ends With Us, the shit hits the fan in the middle, like a normal book. You know, there's the, okay. it climaxes at the, in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you have your resolve for the rest of the book, you know? Okay. Um, or the conflict in the middle. My bad. Sorry. And then yeah. you get your climax and then the resolve. Right. And in this book, I felt like the whole book was running up to the conflict. And then the last, like, 30 pages right. was the conflict, the climax, and the resolve. And I don't like that. It doesn't do it for me because – that was a lot of stuff to learn all at once, just to be like, I take you back. I know. And then it was done. And I was like, wait, what? I need, <laughs> I want, I want one more November 9th to see like how they like, f- like fared. And the then storm. It, like, it ends and like you're saying, like it ends so abruptly, mm-hmm. like with even the ending, right? Where I'm trying to flip to it. Sorry. Um, where, Ben says, good, I tell her, tonight you're mine, and I'll just wait to cook you breakfast until the day after tomorrow, and every day after that, until next November 9th, when I get down on one knee and give you right. the most book-worthy marriage proposal in history. And she goes, that was a huge spoiler. Like, I like the I like the, the, the self-awareness of the book, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, I want, give me that next November 9th. Instead of telling me, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, show me, like, in kind of how Beach Read does, right? Like, and yeah. a lot of these books, uh, I like think the Unhoneymooners, same idea. Like it wraps up and then you get the next, like a, a look into the future. Yeah. Just a small epilogue. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I also understand because the whole point of the number, like November 9th was like waiting for the next part of the story mm-hmm. for the next November 9th was like, but like at that point I felt like she, I think Colleen Hoover was like their stories. Like, from here on out, it's smooth sailing, you know? Like, they got over the hump, and it's done. Right. And in my opinion, 30 pages is not long enough for me to get over that hump. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't don't think I received the end of the book in the same way that I think she intended. You know what I'm saying? 
or maybe it was. I'm starting to think now. It's like, okay, what did Colleen Hoover intend for she her audience? She is really direct. <laughs> like, I want. What did she intend for aud- her audiences to feel from this book? From all these things, you like know? to that's think, a good point. Like, I like. What are the things she wanted us to think about and to question? Are we being English majors right now? Because wait a second. On the back, right, it says if it ends in heartbreak. But technically, if there's a proposal on the horizon, then that's not heartbreak. Maybe it's ending in heartbreak for us. Wow. Because we got our heart broken and now we know like, okay, well, this is the truth of everything. And now everything's fine, question mark? Maybe. 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 Maybe Fallon's the, like shouldn't have forgiven him. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I like the curtains are blue i don't know what does it mean <laughs> like all the green light on the horizon yeah <laughs> i don't know and because i think too i feel like i'm like reflecting on how we how we talk about books like we're i i, I kind of like want to check myself a little bit because there are things where i'm like i didn't like this i didn't like this i'm critical of this all that yeah. but it's like i think a lot of authors do have in mind what they are like they how we feel is what they intended yeah to make us feel yeah so and everybody I, there's a there's a john green quote i'm this is not verbatim right but mm-hmm. it's very much like books are for their readers so even yeah. though i'm putting a book out into the universe the second i do it's no longer my book it's the reader's book because they're going to interpret it different than the way i meant for it to be interpreted because oh interesting yeah because everybody reads a book differently mhm so I, I think that also, I, I think I'm also extra critical of things. Not like I could do any better. Sorry, Coho. I know. I know. I said, I, that's but, where I'm like, oh my God, I need to get off my high horse. I'm like, I can't write a book like this. Right. Like I, this. And I feel the same way. Like, yeah. But I also feel like there, I'm allowed to not like things. I think that I spent a long time thinking I had to like everything that everybody else likes, mm-hmm. which again is probably just about maturing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and growth but i'm like no there's some things that just because people like it i know i don't have to like it but i'm also not one of those people who's like i'm gonna shove it down your throat that i don't like something you know yeah. except in this podcast i guess <laughs> right <laughs> um on that note though uh would you be down to do like a coho episode in the future where we can do like it ends with us and verity or whatever and ugly love verity and yeah Because It Ends With Us is really, like, a very good book. A very good book. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I still – the thing is, is, like, I forget books, like, the second I finish them usually. Uh Uh, And It Ends With Us, I remember in detail. Like, complete detail. I do know – I think I need to read it soon because I've been getting it all over my book talk. Like, I have Lily and Atlas all over my book talk. I have a bunch of It Ends With Us – tiktok saved just for when you read it so i can send them to amazing you. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there <laughs> okay okay I mean, um maybe i'll continue my one book a day through this week instead of doing my homework i've literally read like i think hmm, four books this week massive mood i'm about to start like a high fantasy book and then i'm gonna read our next book that i'm gonna we're gonna announce soon yes Keep, stay stay tuned um <laughs> what uh we want to start doing a thing right where we do what was your favorite line from the book i didn't do it for this one because i had already finished it and i couldn't go that's back. okay I, that's yeah. okay i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna hold you to it i think i, I will do two. it for the next one 
that's fine. But, yeah. I think I had two favorites, which are funnily enough, like one in the first 10 pages and one in the last 10 pages. Okay. Uh, and also funnily enough, is it fun, fun, funny enough? Funnily. Fun- funnily. Funnily. Uh, um, and also funnily enough, they're both about uh, self-image. So isn't that fun? Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my first one was like literally page five, right? And it is Fallon talking or thinking, right? And she's uh, she's talking with her dad, and she said she's thinking. I don't even know what to say to that. The man has absolutely no remorse. I both hate and envy it. In a way, I wish I were more like him and less like my mother. He's oblivious to his many flaws, whereas mine are the focal point of my life. My flaws are what wake me up in the morning and what keep me up at night. And I really like that. Um, yeah probably for a reason I should talk about in therapy, but, you know. Um, (laughs) And then further, the other thing, the other um, quote, quote, thank you, that I liked, was in Ben's letter to Fallon in the end, like, with his, that, like, he slips into the pages of the book, of the manuscript. Um, And he says, if you take one thing from this manuscript, let it be this simple paragraph. Absorb these words. I want them to stay in your soul because these words are the most important. I'm terrified that my lies have resulted in a loss of the confidence you gained during the times we were together. Because while I did withhold a a huge truth from you, the one thing I couldn't have been more honest about was your beauty. And yes, you have scars, but anyone who sees your scars before they see you doesn't deserve you. I hope you remember that and believe that. A body is a simple package for the true gifts inside. And you are full of gifts. Selflessness, kindness, compassion all the things that matter. I was like, mm-hmm, I love that. I think also those two quotes together, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that really shows like the the progression of the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those were my faves. So since I had two, we basically saved it for you not having one. Ooh. I hmm. see, I listen to those and I'm like, I feel like maybe insecurity, like reading about insecurity for me right now is just like, strikes a little too close to home me too Mm -hmm. so it just with those things I like I don't know if I like pick them apart but I find something to not like about the narrative of someone else's insecurity which is because I think it's just like hardcore hardcore projection on my part you know what too I totally forgot to mention this but I think I was also having a hard time while reading this because uh Fallon and Poppy from from Blood and Ash are very similar characters. Mm-hmm. Not like, I mean, obviously they're different, right? But right. because Poppy is also covered in scars. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was projecting too much of like Poppy's character onto Fallon. Okay. Which came out first? Probably. Probably Coho. I think, yeah, I think Coho. I reckon it's Coho. How does Poppy feel about her scars? I can't remember. I just like <laughs> from, <laughs> but it's very I, similar to this book. Like uh, Hawk makes her feel better. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't. But also, like... she becomes like a. Comp- she's already a badass though, so she's not yeah. like Fallon. Like was had the mousy thing going for her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. very much insecure. Doesn't want to be out and kind of like hides her scars or whatever poppy's like the opposite she was like made to hide her scars by the people she was with so she loved like any opportunity to not cover her scars oh okay 
Yeah, she was very much not super, like, she still didn't necessarily like them, but she also was able to understand, like, it's a reflection that I lived. Right, right. And not, and didn't die. And then Hawk kind of paints them as, like, they're beautiful. Like, people look at you because they're kind of scared of you sometimes, but I think they're beautiful. Yeah. Kind of, kind of vibe. It wasn't, it wasn't like this one. Yeah. I think in general, I think I would rather just be, like, scars, like, don't fucking matter. I, I don't, like... And to make them, to I don't know, I think making physical appearance a focal point in mm-hmm. any way is, like, frustrating. I agree. Me. Like, why can't we just have a character that has this, we'll call it a flaw, for right, for the sake of the right. sentence. Why can't a character have this kind of, I'll say a trait, actually, have this kind of trait, but we just, like, that's just fine. Like, we, we don't acknowledge it's, it in like, detail. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, I think it's similar to, like, having a black character or something mm-hmm. and making the blackness a, a part of or a plus or exa- size character. I was going to mm-hmm. say that too. I was going to say that next. And like, it's like, why can't we just have a character and like those, those traits not being the focal point of how they feel about themselves. And it's like, yeah. and so like, I think it's, there are books or like shows or something that have plus size characters where like a big part of, the plot isn't them like I'm gonna love myself like it's like I I want that to be the baseline yeah and realistically it's not I'm not there whatever me neither yeah (laughs) but like I I think that's what I would prefer to read is like I I don't want physical appearance to be the focal point of someone's like anything about themselves how they regard themselves how other people think of them and like I, I don't know maybe that's just because of what I need where I'm at right now. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, yeah, that's a, that's, a, yeah. Not to keep recommending the tra- the Shadow and Bone trilogy and everything to you, but mm-hmm. uh, I think you would really love Nina Zenick because I love her. She's like very obviously described as plus size, but never in a way that's negative And she never reflects on it. Mm-hmm. Like in that way, she's like loves food. They, like, make jokes about how she loves to eat. You know, that's her thing. She's like, let's go get waffles at any time of day, right? Mm -hmm. But I think more books need to take on that angle, like you're saying. Because I'm with you. When you start, like, making a common thing a massive insecurity in the, like, reflection monologue in a book, Mm -hmm. it just makes it uncomfortable to read at some, like, to some extent. Yeah. I think reading about, like, Fallon's burn scars, like, made me think a lot about my, like, stretch marks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, my – how I try to hide those. Yeah. Similarly. And obviously not the same things. She has them on the side of her face. Like, I, I get that there is a difference between them. Yeah. But it did – like, there – it did made, make me, like, really think about my own in that same way. And then, like, the fact that she got her confidence from this guy who was like, no, they're beautiful. And, like, I also don't – I don't want that from a guy. Like, I don't want a guy saying about my stretch marks, like, no, they're beautiful and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to listen to it when it comes from a guy, frankly. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I I do – maybe some people read this and they were really inspired by it. And that's amazing. And I love that for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay. 
So it appears we have reached the part of the episode where the two of us come up with a final overall rating for the book. Ratings are set to a five-star scale and will be averaged out between the both of us at the end. Sammy, what was your rating? I think I'm going to do a 3.75. I think that's a good score. Yeah. I think that's a good score. I think I like to... See, I hate when I have time to reflect, but I also like when I have time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Because right after I was done reading, I was like, I think this is a four. Yeah. Because it did make me emotional a little. Not like as much as I like to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to be sobbing. Yeah, this I want is how to we talk destroyed. to each other when we're looking at books. We're like, this book made me sob. Or people yeah. made people sob. Let's read it. Yeah. Um, I think... I think I'm with you, honestly. I think a three, not to copy you again this yeah, week, but I think a three seven five is good because I wouldn't go as low to say a three and a half because I think I I give worse books better scores. Right, like uh, it happened one summer. Yeah, no, we give it a three three point five. Right, I know, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I know, yeah. and but I think like... I liked this legitimately more than like I enjoyed reading it more than I don't know. I'm they saying were too, it. They were they're two different. different books. Yeah, you're yes. right. Um, I think I liked the love more in this one, definitely, than mm-hmm. in the other book. I liked the self-awareness. I liked that it was funny. You know, mm-hmm. I liked those things. So I, I think both of us having a 375 is good. And that also means I don't have to do math. So even better. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That, that gives our final rating as a 3.75. Um, Any final remarks before we outro this bitch? Um... I don't think so. Wait, can we talk about the fact that his name was Benton? I hated it. <laughs> he has the most pretentious name. Benton something Kessler. Fuck off. I That's okay, the and thing then, though. I love Colleen Hoover, but she'd be picking names that nobody has. Atlas. Atlas I, Corrigan. Come on. I like the name Atlas. Me too. I, I think but cool. you're it's if you do a weird name every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like you just wanted to pick weird names. <laughs> Fallon. I do. Fallon. I like Fallon. I thought Fallon was a guy at first. I'm not going to lie. When we started the story until she mm-hmm. said, until from the second that another woman walked into the restroom, then I was like, yeah. oh, I thought Fallon okay. was a guy. Okay. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways. That insecurity, though, could only come, like, only a woman could feel that level of insecurity. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Super fair. <laughs> Sorry to our, like, 4% of male listeners. Um <laughs> We're sure you're insecure, too. It's okay. We're Everyone insecure. has insecurities. I don't want to invalidate anyone else's yep. insecurities. But I, I I, can't picture a man. Like, just because it's like I, there's not the same pressure on a man to have that beauty. Yeah. You know? And especially because she was famous, too. That like, yeah. added a lot yeah. into it. And, stuff. and her yeah. dad was a dick. So. Oh, one thing I did love, because um, we didn't really do the things we loved. Um, <laughs> 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 one thing I did love was after the club scene when the bouncers kick all of them out and then the guy that with with the whale pants the that, whale pants the that vineyard was there, vines guy the vineyard vines guy uh that i almost called her poppy that fallon was with um when he says something insulting or whatever like you're not she wasn't even that pretty anyways or something like that mm-hmm. and not only does ben punch him but also glenn punches him i like that and too. then amber throws her shoe her heel at his dick crotch and, yeah yeah and then also yells at him i was like that's found family right there like, right. I, just, I love that because she also wasn't expecting that like she was expecting it from ben mm-hmm. but that's a different kind of connection than you can have with your friends and i think that was really 
good. I liked that. I liked Glenn. I liked uh, Glenn and Ben's little fist bump. Yeah, that was funny. And I and, like uh, there was like one line where um, her friend was like, "Wow, like Glenn actually found another male that he <laughs> likes." Like, <laughs> and how they kind of like peer pressure her into caving in and going home yeah. with him. Yeah, and then also like uh, when the reveal of how Ben finds her at the club, mm-hmm. it's like, well, because Glenn, this guy over here, told me we're gum mm-hmm. and i was like see that's funny that because funny. even as much as she would have said no i don't want to see him she did kind of want to see him <laughs> oh yeah yeah there was there was too much writing on this like november 9 you know right okay i think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode before we part we just like to say thank you for listening there are so many different ways to spend your time these days and we are extremely thankful that you've chosen to allocate some of your time with the two of us if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode feel free to join our hardcover hose discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com and we will be sure to get back to you. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I'm Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And, and oh, quickly, quickly. Yes. I feel like we should also shout out, we have a TikTok. We have an Instagram. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. We have a Twitter, question mark? We have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the social medias. Follow. And we're working on getting a Patreon. Uh, okay. But there's there's things. We, we, we're, we're on the things, and we're hardcover hoes pretty much everywhere. Yes. So if okay. you would wa- want to find us, that's where we are. And we're going to do our very best to make content. <laughs> like... <laughs> And kind of consistently. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe somebody will enjoy it. Who knows? Perhaps. Maybe the the 19 people who listen. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, maybe we'll just enjoy making it and it doesn't matter who listens to it. Yeah, this is a passion project. This isn't like we're making a career out of our book podcast we know we're too we we know we're a little too niche for that (laughs) it's fun though it's super fun i have a great time doing this so uh and this has been an episode of hardcover hose if you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time the next book on our to be read list is the atlas six by olivia blake until we meet again enjoy your reading